Hi, welcome to another episode of Trey Talks. I'm live here in New York at SOBs um, at Soul Therapy Sundays. I'm sitting here today with the um, stellar award winner, legendary Ms. Lucinda Moore. I'm just Lucinda, <laughs> Le legendary. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. You're um, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> First, we're going to start off by talking about your childhood and your upbringing, uh, your family, and what was it like growing up? Well, I grew up in the hood. Okay. I grew up in a straight hood. We had the um, government cheese. What hood was that? Uh -huh. um, Beardsley Terrace Projects in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh, wow. We had Beardsley, we had, we was there in Beardsley Terrace, and mm -hmm. we had the government cheese, roaches, uh, the whole thing off. <laughs> Fist fighting every day. <laughs> That's how I grew up. And I would go in the back, so it used to be tall buildings, mm -hmm. and I would go in the back hallway where there was echoes and sing. Mm. And people used to hear me singing in the apartments. Wow. And they would love it. At what age did you start singing? Oh, my God. It had to be maybe about <clears throat> four. I started singing at four, but when I started singing in those hallways, I was like eight, nine. Wow. And uh, what was your introduction into music? Was it growing up in church or? Growing up in the Fire Baptized Holiness Church. Nice. Um, when my, my pastor was Pastor um, Timothy Wright's father, Pastor Wright. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. That was So Timothy Wright actually was the first one to play, play my first solo hmm. behind me. Wow. That's, at the church. That's amazing history. That's amazing. Um, yeah. What's one of your most memorable childhood memories growing up? The most memorable, so back in the back of these project buildings, mm -hmm. it was like a hill. And when it snows, so I lived in Connecticut, Bridgeport, yeah. Connecticut. So when it snows, the snow was like this high. And my mother bought me and my sister sleds to slide down the hill. Wow. I missed, I missed all of that. Like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I'm grown and I still miss it. Wow. Yeah. Sounds fine. Yeah. Um, who were some of your favorite choirs or artists growing up? Oh my God, the Hawkins. Really? The Hawkins. I'm a big Hawkins fan. Yeah, Andre Crouch, yes. um, uh, Milton Brunson. Yes, love the Tommy's. Um, oh my God, um, James Moore, mm. Vanessa Bell Armstrong, yes. just so many. Shirley Caesar, everybody. It was it, if you sung with a choir and y'all were off the chain, that's that's I, I love y'all. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Um, and I would take it that all of them inspired you? Everybody, yeah. Everybody inspired me, especially Tremaine Hawkins. Really? Um, because at the age of 16, at the age of four, I told my mother, I pointed at the Hawkins family album, mm -hmm. and I pointed to Tremaine, and I said, Mommy, one day I'm going to sing with this lady. When I wow. get out of school, I'm going to sing with this lady. And I turned 16, and I got the call from my cousin, Jonathan DuBose, that Tremaine Hawkins needed me as a soprano. Wait, Jonathan DeBose, the, the guitar Jonathan player, De, that's who my was cousin, her that's MD, that's your cousin. That's my family. Wow. So Amazing. he called me, she needed a soprano, and <clears throat> she called me, she had him call me, and I went out and sung for wow. the first live recording album. Yep, I have a video of that. You have yes. it? I'm, Did you yes. see how skinny I was? I'm, I posted on YouTube, the clips <laughs> that are out there. <laughs> and you do the solo when yeah. she changes. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> What was it like recording that album and working with Tremaine? Um, what was, was it like a dream come true? I would. It was weird. It was like uh, going back to four years old, telling my mother I'm going to sing with this lady one day and remembering what I said, how mm -hmm. I said it, and then I'm on stage. Wow. And at the same time on stage, my feet is hurting. <laughs> so cause, because let me tell you all why my feet was hurting. 
because for the two weeks that we rehearsed mm -hmm. for the live recording, like I used to dress because I was from the hood. I used to dress hood. Yeah. So I had the big fat bangle earrings. <laughs> I had the gold tooth. Oh with no, the, not the gold tooth. With the L in there. You know, <laughs> that was the era of MC Hammer and yes, all them. So yes. I had the tight jeans. Yep. And you know, the debate um, um a jersey. So and then I never wore stilettos. Mm. I would wear flats. So she made Jerome Bell mm -hmm. take me shopping. <laughs> She said, teach her how to walk in heels. I want her in heels at the live recording. So I was like, I don't know how to walk in no heels. I don't know. I, you know, nobody ever taught me that. Yeah, so, yeah. and my, I, kitten heels. I had to, you know, my mother used to put me in kitten heels. Mm. And so when he took me shopping, he took me shopping, um, bought me the dress, outfits, taught me how to, you know, Tremaine. Tremaine is the one that taught me. What y'all see right She's now, what y'all see right now, <laughs> I was not that. Tremaine Hawkins is the one who yelled at me, screamed at me, if I had nappy hair, she would make me go permit. Because, let me tell you why she did that. She did that because she said, I see you doing what I'm doing. Wow. Out of all the background singers, it was four of us. She said, I see you doing what I'm doing, wow. and you're going to be big at it. Wow. So and she so she groomed me. Yep. She, so she said, so I'm going to teach you. I wish you would have taught me how to put some makeup on because <laughs> she's a beast with it. You know? so, but I love her for that. But she taught she's me. She's one of the first females in gospel to do it, to, to do the makeup on an album And the cover, dressing. The nails and, the and nails all are, that. She's so dang. And if you see her right, she's still the same still way. Still the same way, yes. Yep. Same way. You know we did a collab. Really? On my new album that's out right now. I didn't know that. I wrote a song. And her and I did it together. Wow. It's called God, You've Been Faithful. Okay. It's on YouTube. Huh. I'm going to have to look that we up. Have, it, it, it just dropped in June, so I haven't really pushed it, pushed okay. it like I want. But um, it's the radio sync. It's one of the radio singers. Nice. I'm going to have to check that out. Mm -hmm. um, 2006, you signed with Ty Scott Records and released your first album, self-entitled. Um, tell me what was it like recording that live album and singing with the legendary uh. Daryl Coley, who's also connected with the Hawkins. The Hawkins. Yeah. Man. That may have been the last time Daryl Coley recorded. That anything was the too. last time they recorded. I bought that me. DVD at Walmart. You did? I still have it. And he was sick. Yeah. He was sick then. He at talked my about recording. it in the song. Yeah. Yep. He was he was not feeling good. Wow. And it was just so ironic. That whole it was like it was like deja vu. Like I dreamed about it, mm -hmm. dreamed how I wanted it, dreamed who I wanted on there, and it happened. Just like that, dreamed of having being on Ty Scott or, or a record deal, and then doing a live recording. Yeah, and then it happened. <clears throat> so you know what that shows me? God has favor on. I have favor on my life. Yes. He gave, he's giving me favor. Yeah. And if I call it out, God's gonna do it. Yeah. And so everything that you see happening, I called it out in the atmosphere, and it happened. That's amazing. Um, Beyonce! <laughs> Beyonce! <laughs> I need to do a collab with you! <laughs> I want to do it like your daughter. <laughs> um, 2010, you released Blessed, Broken, and Given, yes. which wins a stellar award. What yes. was it like recording that album and the inspiration behind it? Um, <laughs> It was, it was good. I actually won Best Traditional Female Artist of the Year mm -hmm. that year. Um, it wasn't the album. 
that album was sort of kind of like a struggle for me. And I, and I, I have to say that. Really? Yeah. I, I, right after I did that album, I lost everything. Oh, wow. I lost everything. So that album didn't do as good as the first one. I lost my record deal. Mm. I lost houses, cars. I lost everything. Down, I was scraping for pennies. Oh, no. And God, God, <clears throat> he resurged everything. He just, how you say it, um, just boosted. It took 10 years for me to come back, mm -hmm. but I'm back. That's but amazing. that album, that album, it was good. Um, Jojo Hill produced it. We did it at Elizabeth Baptist Church mm -hmm. in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta's like my number one market still. Um, that's like the place I can go and, you know, I'll have support. Yeah. Um, there in Connecticut, of course. Um, but I just, I just thank God for the opportunities that Ty Scott has given me. Everybody, everybody's still stuck on the first album. Yeah, I mean, the first yeah. album, I mean, you can play it the way, whole Still. way through without skipping. Still, yep. yep. <clears throat> um, one thing that sticks out on your albums is the background vocals. Do you have a hand in that being that you used to do background vocals? I do. Really? I do. Are, now, are you talking about the um, background vocals of the old albums or the new one? Both. So, Bashan Mitchell is the one that's responsible for the first one. Yes, because he is conducting. On the one. second one, <laughs> Jojo Hill got, he got people from Atlanta, including Tasha Cobbs. Oh, really? So Tasha Cobbs is one of the background wow. singers. This was before she even was who she is right now. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't Maybe know a that. year before. Wow. A year or two. Wow, that's mm -hmm. amazing. And then this new album, I'm doing a lot of the background on it. Nice. Um, <clears throat> Could you tell me a little bit about the difficulties of being a gospel artist in this ever-changing genre? Oh, Lord have mercy. And I talk about it all the time, is that you have to roll with the punches. Yeah. And a lot, what I'm hearing a lot of the um, gospel artists are complaining, uh, a lot of the older gospel artists are complaining about how the millennials are taking over and have taken over and changed the gospel industry and I'm like, you know what? If you can't beat them, how about join them? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just that type of worker. I'm a, I'm a hard worker. I have this drive in me that ain't not, I don't care who's out there. I got to worry about me and, and the success that God has given me and going to give me. Yes. I can't worry about what's going on in the <clears throat> industry right now as far as how everybody else feels. Mm -hmm. I have to do what Lucinda needs to do for ministry and to get my, my music out there. So um, what I did was I just changed... Um, I pivot, you know, so yep. you got to pivot. Yep. So that, so now if the, if the gospel industry is how it was back then and it's not like that right now, you got to do what right now is doing because yes. God didn't stay back in the day. Nice. He's, he's a right now God. Yes, he is. He's a right now God. And so the problem that everybody's having is they, they don't understand that you have to have a team. Yep. To help you. You, you can't do it by yourself. You can't. And the other issue is so many of the older artists were on labels and they were so used to somebody doing it for them mm -hmm. until now they have to do it for themselves. They don't know what to do. Yep. Yep. But I've, I've always done for myself. Yeah. Even nice. on a label. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what inspires and motivates you to keep going as an artist? Work. Work. Not only am I a artist, I have my own shoe line. Um, I, I'm constantly working on what's the next stream that I have to work on, mm. stream of income. 
nice. that I have to work on because even during the pandemic, I was looking at these artists complaining while I was over there making money. Mm -hmm. I'm making cash. <laughs> <laughs> and so they were calling me and saying, are you working on, are you making money? Uh-huh, I am. And I would tell them how to do it, you know, start your own business. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Nice. Um, so what is the life of Lucinda Moore like? What do you enjoy doing in your free time? Sitting at home and watching TV. <laughs> because I travel so much. Mm -hmm. I travel a lot. And when I'm like, when I go home from here, I'm in my house like four and five days straight. Don't come out um, oh, wow. watching CNN and <laughs> being on my phone and my computer and just, you know, trying to think of what's, what's the next thing I have to do. Nice. You know, as far <clears throat> as for me. Mm -hmm. um, what are you currently playing heavy in rotation? What artists are you listening to? Lucinda Moore. <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> Lord, I hear you. Okay. Lord, I hear you. <laughs> Which hit number one, by the way. Really? Yeah. Didn't know My that. current single. Wow. Lord, I hear you hit number one on the charts. Nice. Um, what suggestions would you give to young and up and coming gospel artists? Be humble. I'm, I'm looking at, and I go to a lot of the events, mm -hmm. and I'm looking at a lot of the younger artists who think they have arrived and made it already, and I'm looking at them as like, y'all don't even know what the real gospel industry is. Mm -hmm. Y'all ain't never experienced that. I mm -hmm. have. I think I was the last of the Mohegans mm -hmm. to really experience the real gospel industry. Not to say that the gospel industry is not real right now, mm -hmm. but to experience how it really was. Yeah. And that we all have not made it yet. We don't have Beyonce numbers. <laughs> so ain't nobody in the gospel industry made it yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's next for Lucinda Moore? Next, the next thing I'm going to do, like right now, <clears throat> um, my next single drops in January. It's called Fire that was written by my son and I. And everybody's raving about it. I sent it to a few um, radio heads. And they are going crazy. They were like, just please let us know when we can drop this on radio. Wow. You know, I get testers. I do testers. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, Music, of course. Um, you know, I'm on the first ballot for the Grammys. Okay. So hopefully November 4th or whenever the, the Grammys is, yep. um, I'll be on that second ballot, on the final ballot. I'm going to get me a crab leg truck. I'm about to buy it. I'm about to do crab legs, okay. crab boils, so fried shrimp. I'm trying to. Okay. I'm yeah. a chef I'm, myself. You a chef? Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to hire you then. <laughs> but I have my own concoction for crab legs and people go crazy over it. Uh -huh. So, um, so yeah, so I'm going to do that. Um, nice. Of course, my shoe line. Um, what was the other thing? I'm, I'm getting ready to go to school to be a, um, to own a construction company. Really? To own. I ain't going to be doing construction, <laughs> but I'm just going to have my office so and nice. hire people That's a smart to come in and build move. houses yeah. and businesses and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. Um, any artists you would love to collaborate with? Beyonce! <laughs> Beyonce! Hi! <laughs> I mean, Donnie. Donnie McClurkin. Um... What's the girl name that sings? Oh God, shucks! I just, I just shot. I, you know, I just said shoot your shot. <laughs> I just inboxed one of them, and um, I don't forgot her name now. Okay. But I, I'll tell y'all later. Okay. I'll tell y'all later. I ain't gonna say it on here. Awesome! It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Um, 
and thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Trade Talks. Yeah. Until next time. Beyonce! <laughs> <laughs>